Good day to you. This is Pastor Greg Proctor of Victory Worship Center. I want to share with you some things that's on my heart today. You see, here in our local community, we do a lot of outreach. Uh, it's the heart of Jesus, thus it's the heart of His church. And His church is not a building. His church is His children. But He has gave us this building this facility in this community to be able to use by him to minister to the community. And it's our heart's desire to reach them with the love of Jesus. And the love of Jesus is not just about getting somebody to come to church. It's about the revelation that Jesus Christ is the demonstration of the love of God, that Jesus Christ has a heart for them, that he's mindful of their situations and their circumstances, their needs. And so with that being said, as I talk to many people, as we uh, try to meet their needs in different ways and situations and circumstances, whether uh, through prayer, uh, through um, food or uh, clothing, whatever the case might be in the situation that is at hand, uh, a great percentage of the time, they'll say something to me like, uh, I, I don't have a church, but if I went to church, I would come to this church. And I'm so thankful that they're thinking about a church building, but I want to get them in a place in a position that they realize that when they believe in the heart, Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, that they become a part of the church. And so I want to share just four simple quick points with you uh, about Christ's church. See, when you and I, when we realize that we can become a part of his church simply by believing in him, we find our place. We find our position. And when we find our place in him, our position in him, then we realize he has some promises for us. First of all, the church is a family of faith, a family, a family. It's not a building. It's not a concrete building, a, a wood structure, a, a, a metal structure. It is a family that God is building. And Jesus made this statement in Matthew chapter 12, verses 48, 49, and 50. They'd come to him and, and they told him, hey, your mother and your brother, they're outside and they're wanting to speak with you. But Jesus answered that statement with this fact. He said, who is my mother? Who are my brethren? Verse 49. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples, those who were believing in their heart. Toward his disciples, those who were becoming disciplined in his way of life, his teaching, his revelation. And he said, behold, my mother and my brethren. And he said it with an acclamation. He exclaimed, he come out of his heart. He wanted that to be known. He said in verse number 50, for whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. So first and foremost, Christ church, you need to know your place in it. I need to know my place. We need to know our position. And then all of a sudden, his promises are revealed to us that it is a family, not a building, but a family. And I encourage you to find your place in that. And see, 
the church all of a sudden, when it starts following Jesus, it becomes a family of faith, but it comes a attitude, a heart of being a servant. It's a servant community. See, Jesus modeled in his life a life of servants. He served. He came to serve. And he taught his disciples. He taught those who would believe in him to do exactly the same. So the church, it it should be a community of servants. So following Jesus is an example of, of our humility, of our selflessness. And that's what we have to learn. I was a very selfish person and my life was about what I wanted, when I wanted it. But Jesus makes this statement in the gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said unto his disciples, that's you and I, those who have chose to believe and follow him. If any man, if any person will come after me, let him, let her, let any person deny him or themselves and take up his or her cross and follow me. Jesus wants you and I to follow him. He has a place for you and I to go. It's a place of peace. It's a place of his promises. So I need to find my place, my position in that place, and then his promises, what he has promised me, what he has said about me, what he has said about you, being a part of the family of God, they start being manifested in our lives. We know that in the last days, there's going to be a, a world church. And it's going to say a lot of things. It's going to attract the whole world. But you and I, we've got to know that Christ has a church. He has a family. And we want to make sure that we're a part of his church. And we need to follow the model that he has laid forth, that he has presented to us. We need to look and to see, am I really a part of his church, his family? Have I truly believed? Have I believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth him as my Lord and my Savior? Then some of this attitude uh, of the old way of the old nature is going to fall. And I'm going to learn how to walk in the newness of life in him because there is a place of transformation that's taking place in my life. So he is in his church. He has taught us that it's a family of faith. It's a servant community, but it's a place of transformation. I'm being changed daily. I have a long way to go. I'm still looking to Christ. And as I look to him, uh, thank God I see that he's brought me a long way. But every time I look in the mirror of his word, James chapter one, I see some things that needs to be changed. I've seen some attitudes that needs to be placed on my cross. I've seen some things that I need to pick up in the word of God and apply to my life. But look what the apostle Paul said in the book of Galatians chapter two, he makes this powerful statement. One of my two favorite verses in the whole Bible. Look at Galatians chapter two, starting in verse 20. The apostle Paul says, those who are in his church of Christ, those who have believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, who are a disciple of Christ, said they would be in this mindset, this attitude. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what circumstance, uh, what turmoil you might be in, but I want you to know that you are loved. The Bible says that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I know all about sin. I don't need a definition of sin. My life was made up and consisted of sin. I need to know about the Savior. I need to know about the church, the Christos, the anointed church that is a place of transformation. I need to know how I can let Christ live in me because I let sin live in me. I let hopelessness live in me. I let uh, despair live in me. I let death live in me. But now I can let Christ live in me, the one who has everlasting life, the one who has life and peace for me. I can allow him to live in me. What a place. My life can be transformed because I can live it in faith. Notice what the apostle Paul said. Those that are crucified with Christ, they are going to live, live eternally, but daily we can let Christ live in us and through us. We can be delivered from self. I don't know about you. Self is what causes me the most problems. He said, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. See, Romans chapter 12, verse uh, 3 tells us that God has delivered unto us the measure of faith. And I can allow that faith to guide me, to direct me. I can let the faith of Jesus Christ be my determining point on what I can do, who I can be. I can be transformed. I don't have to live by my past. I don't have to be in the prison of my past. I don't have to be held back by the stumbling blocks, but I can step up in Jesus and step over those things. What a promise. But he said, who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't know about you, but that brings me such a comfort that the Son of God loves you, loves me. So the church is a place of transformation. So if you're in a a limbo right now, if you're trying to find a, a part of the body right now, look for some place where they're setting forth these examples, that they accept you as you've been accepted in Christ as part of the family, as they allow you to serve with them the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, as they allow you to bring who you are in him, though not perfect, but yet being transformed day by day, moment by moment, as Christ is living in you. Find a church building as you're serving Christ and you're a part of the church, his body. But find a place where you can grow and thrive and you can give and receive because you need that. And not only do you need that, they need you. The church is terribly uh, uh, understaffed in particular in certain parts of the body. I'm talking about from the natural standpoint, not from the spiritual standpoint, but we need each other. We need to be in that place, be in our position where we can grow and develop and be all God would have us to be. Notice what verse 21 in Galatians chapter 2 says. 
Paul says, by the Spirit of God, I do not frustrate. I I don't set aside. I don't neutralize the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. The Apostle Paul said, I live by God's grace. See, you and I, we are saved because we've got faith in the Lord. We're living in the dispensation of grace. And so we're in that place, in that position where we just keep receiving grace. I may make mistakes. I may uh, have misunderstanding. I may have confusion at times in my life, but I'm in the church. In other words, I'm in the body of Christ. And as long as I'm in the church, I'm in the body of Christ and I'm living by grace. Transformation is taking place. Sometimes it's quicker. Sometimes it's slower. It's like the rings on a tree that has been cut down as you look at it, as it went through growth cycles. There were some seasons where the tree growed exceedingly fast. And then there's other seasons where it hardly grew at all. But guess what? That tree was alive and that tree was growing and it was a blessing. I want you to know that you and I, when we've been made alive in Christ Jesus, when we're in his church, Christ church, and we, we, we see our, our, our place and our position and we're, we're receiving his promises, we are a blessing. And I want you to be in that place where you know where you're supposed to be, where that grace of God can set you uh, in a place to thrive, not just survive, but you can thrive. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, talking about this transformation, you and I, were in a wonderful place because the Bible says that Ephesians 2, 19, that now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but your fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, a part of the church of God. And notice what the scripture says, that you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone and whom all the building fitly framed together groweth up unto a holy temple in the Lord and whom ye also are building together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. That's who you are. You're being transformed, and you are the temple of God, and you are for the glory of God. So I want you to be so encouraged in the reality of who you are because you're in Christ church. You're finding every day a a clear understanding of your place, of your position, and you're starting to live by his promises. And we've talked about a family of faith, a servant community, that the church is a place of transformation. But I want you to know that there's a lost and dying world out there. It's lost and it's dying because there's darkness. Second Corinthians 4, 4 talks about the little G, the little God, Satan himself of this world. He blinds people. He brings spiritual blindness. He brings darkness into people's lives. But out of the mouth of Jesus, let's go back to the gospel of Matthew. We uh, have been in two different openings in Matthew, but let's go to Matthew chapter five and let's see what Jesus says about you. In Matthew chapter five, verse number 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. 
A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Ye are present tense. So you've got to see that when you're in Christ's church and you're in your place, you're in your position, you're living by his promises. What he says is a promise. What he says cannot be altered or cannot be changed if you will take it for yourself. His words are yes and amen. Will you say amen to what he says about you? He said that when you're in his church, that you were a light in darkness. His church, those who are following him, those who are becoming his disciples, that they are the light of the world, that the church should be a beacon of hope and of love in a dark, broken world. This world is broken, but by you, you can bring healing. You can bring what is needed into other people's lives from your personal experience of knowing who Jesus is to you. See, people didn't need to hear about a Jesus that is in some book. They need to hear about the Jesus that's written in the epistle of your heart. See, your testimony is powerful. It's mighty. It's great because it's true. It's real. It's genuine. It's from your life experience. So I encourage you today. Ask yourself, where am I at? Am I in a place that Christ has designated for me? Am I in that position where I can live by his promises and I can truly allow him to be all he has desired to be in me? Thus, with his truth, he makes me free to be able to live a life that brings him glory, that points others, that gives them hope, that shows them that the church is alive and well. See, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And he made this promise. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. See, Jesus is that open door. Jesus is the way back to the Father. There is an open door and no gate of hell can keep you out of a relationship with God the Father through the Son, by the Spirit, if you're hungry, if you're looking for it. So I encourage you, see if you're in the church. Make sure you're in the body of Christ. If if this sounds foreign to you or if this doesn't bear witness with you in your heart that, you, that there's something more, there's something different that maybe you're missing or looking out for, all you've got to do right now is say, Oh, dear Jesus. I believe in you. I I believe in you. See, when you believe in the heart and confess with the mouth that you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, that believing is what makes a transformance, a transforming change in your life. For salvation comes when we believe in the heart and confess with the mouth. I encourage you, I admonish you. Call upon the name of the Lord, Old Testament, New Testament. In other words, Old Covenant, New Covenant. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered, shall be saved. Just call out on Jesus right now. And then as you call out on him, know that you're a part of his church, his body. But then ask him to guide you and direct you and to put you in 
the part of the local body, a part of the local church where you can be taught and you can uh, thrive rather than survive, that you can be used by him. I promise you, there's hurting people and there's places to serve. If you want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, there's nothing better than letting the Holy Spirit of God point you and plant you in a local church body and then be open to his leadership and his guidance to serve your community in the very presence, in the very provision, in the very power of Jesus Christ in your new resurrected life, that life that you're living by Christ living in you, that you're living by grace. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those who you have directed to this particular message. If we can help them in any way, I ask that you would touch their heart and draw them and help them be able to make contact with us or lead them to some place wherever they're listening to, where there is a local community, a group, a part of the church, a local body, and a pastor that can minister to their needs. Let them feel the touch of the Spirit of God revealing them Jesus like never before. Let them be drawn and let them see that they were created for purpose. But they got to be in their place. They got to be in their position where they can receive that promise to go forward. Oh, we ask you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, remember God's word. God's word will change your life.